0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash petty revenge, where people get little wins on others who've wronged them, and the revenges are super duper satisfying. And in this episode, a random woman and her son won't stop harassing OP. So OP does the one thing that'll get them to stop. He destroys mommy's career. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories today. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. So this isn't my story, but it's my nanny's. And this happened decades ago. I caught up with my nanny recently, and I was reminded of this story. So my siblings and I had a part-time nanny growing up, since both of our parents worked. Her job was to pick us up from school, drive us to and from school activities, bring us home, and prepare dinner. We lived in a subdivision, where my parents owned two pieces of property. One side was our house, and there was an empty lot next door. The empty lot wasn't fenced in, and it's essentially a bare piece of property. This subdivision is considered small, it only has 60 properties, allowing everyone to know each other. My parents moved there in the first year of their marriage, and they were literally one of the first families that ever lived there. Nanny started working for us when my oldest brother came into the picture, and she stayed with us for over 25 years before she retired. Everyone in the subdivision knew her and loved her. Nanny also loved to garden and my parents gave her permission to on the empty lot. She cared for that garden so much and we had a lot of fresh vegetables and fruit growing up. But one day, Nanny started to notice that her harvest was decreasing and couldn't figure out why. There were bananas that she was sure was there a week ago that were now gone. The only fruits and veggies left were the ones that were turning brown, etc. So after finding out Nanny's concerns, my dad installed CCTV cameras along our perimeter fence that looked out to the empty lot where Nanny's garden stands. Sure enough, the CCTV catches a neighbor stealing Nanny's hard-earned harvest. It was a new neighbor who we'll call Karen, and she was treating our garden as her own personal produce section. Karen steals at the oddest hours too, when no one can see her. I think the time she stole was 5am or 11pm. Well, that did not sit well with Nanny. We often gave away produce to our neighbors if they ask for some. The key word, however, is they ask, not steal. So what does Nanny do? When Nanny was sure that Karen was the thief, she cooked an extra large serving of dinner one night, and she took some over to Karen's house. Karen's young son answered the door and Nanny asked for Karen. When Karen came to the door, Nanny in a loud voice said, I brought you dinner since I noticed you've been helping yourself to our garden recently. I didn't want you or your children to go hungry. Hearing Nanny say that, Karen was obviously red in the face and she shut the door quickly without getting the food Nanny was offering. But it didn't stop there though. Since Nanny knew a lot of people in the neighborhood and people loved her back, she connived with some of the other people to bring Karen dinner for the next three days. On the fourth day, Karen's husband dropped by the house and he apologized for Karen's behavior and offered to compensate Nanny for whatever Karen stole. As far as I know, no one ever messed with Nanny ever again. Guys, this is the perfect example of kill him with kindness Like, of course, Granny could have easily made food that was laced with hot peppers, laxatives, or something gross, but this was perfect, guys, and getting all the neighbors to do the exact same thing was brilliant. Like, just imagine 10 families coming to your house saying, ''Oh, you poor thing. We heard you had to steal food from others, so here, let us feed you so you don't go hungry.'' So this ended about four months ago, and it still makes me happy whenever I think about it. So I've lived in this apartment complex about a year or so, and it's pretty nice I suppose. My next door neighbor is this older lady who happens to be disabled. I don't know the actual extent of her disabilities, I just know she needs help from time to time, and if I'm around, I try to help. She's also really sweet, and about once a week, she'll make me a plate of something homemade to eat since I work nights and don't really cook. Her pork chops and fried cabbage are delicious. We both live upstairs, and she uses a wheelchair, but she can walk up and down the stairs slowly, and if I'm around, I'll carry her wheelchair down, but her daughter usually does it. Her daughter picks her up every morning on her way to work, and she takes her to this community center so she can get out and socialize and such. And this is where this guy comes in. So this guy's your typical piece of crap, in that he's super obnoxious in everything. He drives a souped-up Subaru that's really loud, and he plays his music so loud that I could hear the bass from upstairs. Also, he likes to park in the one handicapped spot. Our apartment management is super crappy, and they don't get involved with anything, and they refuse to get involved with this. Now, before he moved in, my neighbor's daughter used to park in that handicapped spot to pick up her mom, but since this idiot started parking there, she's had to park in front of his car so she can get her mom. I tried to be really nice, and I left a note on his car, but nothing really changed, but it was no big deal at first. One morning I'm asleep and I get woken up to this guy just holding down his horn non-stop. My neighbor's daughter had parked in front of him and he could not get out. When I looked outside, I could see him get out and start harassing both my neighbor and her daughter. I could hear him talking crap, so I put some pants on, walked outside, and see the dude all in the daughter's face. She's like 4'9", so he's looking down on her like he's gonna punch her. And then my neighbor tried to calm him down by putting her hand on his elbow and he slapped her hand away, hard. As soon as I saw that, I ran downstairs, but as soon as I opened the gate and he saw me, the guy backs off, gets into his car, and then starts honking his horn again. I waited there, until they left, he left, but not before he flipped me off while driving away. So at that moment, I knew I had to F with him. My other neighbor knows him and told me about the dude. Apparently, he's big in the custom Subaru scene and he does shows and crap with his car all the time. The guy also has sponsors that sometimes gives him parts and they'll use his car in their ads, I guess. Anyway, it took me a while to come up with some good revenges, so I do simple stuff. I had expired milk in my fridge, so I start putting a little bit all over his car, and after a while, you could smell rancid milk all over it. But that wasn't enough, I needed a real big FU. So my other friend found out that he had this big show coming up, and the dude had a photographer come take pictures of him with his car. So the night before the show, I go to AutoZone, and I get the crappiest decals and bumper stickers I can find, and spend about an hour and a half putting all of these around his vehicle. When I was done, it looked horrible. His Subaru had Honda, Ford, Lamborghini, and Fiat decals on his hood. I also want to note that nothing I put on would permanently damage his vehicle. It would just take hours to take it all off. So, at about 6 am, when I guess he was going to the show, I hear screaming. The guy's yelling so loud that some other neighbors go outside to see what's up. When they see it's him, they laugh and go back inside. He then called 911 because someone had vandalized his car. The police show up, but it's not like there's anything they can do. The cop actually gives him a ticket for parking in a handicapped spot without tags. Apparently, he had to make that show for his sponsors, or else they were gonna drop him. Supposedly, he was really hard to work with, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Now even after all that, the dude still kept parking in the handicapped space. Eventually, when I got home from work, I just started throwing trash on his hood. Seeing this car in the handicapped space every night really pissed me off for some reason. Anyways, the guy eventually moved out. I still hate that guy though. Honestly, guys, I would have just kept calling the police at that point. Let those fines rack up. And also, management sounds so crappy for letting this happen every single day. Like, taking up a disabled parking spot without a placard is already bad enough, guys. But knowingly taking up a disabled spot when a disabled person lives right there and needs it? What a piece of crap you must be to do that. But hey, Subaru drivers, am I right? I'm just kidding, guys. No hate here. That was a joke All right, so for a while, I had been dealing with two people emailing Gregory, and I just want to note that I am not Gregory. After dealing with them, I'm just going to say, Gregory, I'm sorry you have these people as your neighbors. I hope my petty revenge trickles down and benefits you somehow. So anytime there was a noise complaint, I would get an email to Gregory but sent to me, of course, with words of intimidation that suggested that there would be problems if something wasn't done about it. If someone closed their door too loudly at 10pm, I would get an email. Someone laughed a little too loud over the weekend, email. Some ongoing noise in the afternoon, a much longer email, with additional statements like, made us worry for our safety and well-being. The leasing agent was including me in their reply-alls, and somehow, the original two never really noticed that I was replying with, I am not Gregory. Please stop emailing me. The police were also called repeatedly. The police did not find anything to act on the leasing agent stated that there were no other noise complaints. After seeing my direct email to him about not being Gregory, the leasing agent apologized and made efforts to remove me from the chain when replying. Early on, I replied to the original two directly. One email for each, and I tried to keep it as polite as possible. I wrote an email to them saying, you might have better luck dealing with this if you weren't emailing random people over the internet. I am not Gregory. You sent this to the wrong person. Please check the email addresses you've typed in and try again. By the way, I am not Gregory. But of course, with each email being a reply in the chain, thanks to the original two, I was seeing the leasing agent's responses. The last time there was a noise complaint, the leasing agent confirmed on Gregory's behalf that he was not home that weekend. I continued to ask the original two to stop emailing me because I'm not Gregory. The emails did stop coming in for a short while, so I figured the issue was resolved. But no, they were renting Gregory's parking spot, so of course, I get an email about that. The email said, Hi Gregory, we sold our car, and we no longer need the garage rented for Unit 303. Please cancel next month's charges. And my reply was, This has never been Gregory's email address. Stop effing emailing me. And their response was, You are a terrible person. I will make sure that I'll never have to deal with this again. I just thought, hmm, okay, that sounds like a threat, but okay, I'm ready to forget it at this point. Four hours later, I start getting subscription notifications and new account creation emails. I'm getting these emails because they're using my email address to sign up for things to spam me with, because I complained about them emailing me and told them to stop. They both create new accounts using my email address and sign me up for newsletters. Now I had to laugh at this because it's so obvious. It might have been a clever form of revenge like 20 years ago. So between the original two putting in their full names down as signatures and emails, having relatively distinctive names, with the leasing agent's office, it was pretty easy to suss out that they're in a small suburb of Vancouver. So that narrowed everything down significantly. So I log into some of the accounts after resetting the passwords, check the sessions, and of course, the geolocation of session history is from the original two's neighborhood. So armed with just enough information to intimidate them, as well as get them to back off, I email the 2. I say to them, what you're doing is incredibly petty. Signing me up for email lists and trying to create accounts just because I asked you to stop emailing me several times is childish. The problem is, all of these requests you're making are logged, and when I log in on those sites, I can see the IP addresses the requests are being made from. I then list the small suburb they're in. Trying to add me to email lists because you're trying to have your revenge at being slighted is not gonna get you anywhere. You contacted the wrong person. You won't stop involving yourself with the wrong person after being told you had the wrong person. You might think you're getting your little zaps of joy with this, but seriously, ask yourself. Are you willing to deal with the consequences of such? I will accept an apology and agreement to never contact me again. So with that sent off, I got a reply within minutes from the mail of the original two. The guy says to me, hey, I'm upset at the way you've treated my mother. You don't deserve an apology. And the mother replies, I don't say sorry to terrible people. I then continued to get more email signups and subscriptions. So the emails continued through the night. I went to bed, woke up to a few more, unsubscribe, delete, delete, unsubscribe, done. The rate was so slow that it was obvious they were doing this manually. Almost admirable in its effort. Slow, slow, petty effort. Also, the sites and email newsletters are so specific, I almost have to wonder if they sign me up for the same things they're signed up at. Then the emails continued well into business hours, and why is this important if the kid might be the one doing this? Well, it was evident from her emails to Gregory that she works from home, so it's on. One of those sites they used my email address on was LinkedIn, which is a big mistake. She used it extensively for employment. So I ring up a friend of mine at Microsoft and ask him if he could forward an abuse report on my behalf. And with that, her profile is now gone. Before the profile disappeared, I noted her current employer and sent the CEO this email. The email said, I have repeatedly asked the mother to stop emailing me and she seems to think I'm a neighbor named Gregory. After making it a point to tell her to F off because she didn't get the hint the first few times I told her, she took it upon herself to tell me that she'll make sure that she will never have to deal with this again. Shortly after, I start getting signed up for email lists online and having accounts created using my email address. The problem is, these emails have continued to come in well past business hours. I suspect your employee, listed on LinkedIn as a payroll administrator, is using your company resources to harass me online. Please look into this issue. Attached are screenshots, for reference. About an hour later, I get an email from The Sun saying, F you. I decided to not respond. The sign-up and subscription email stopped, at least. Towards the end of the business day, I got this reply. The email said, Hello, Mr. So-and-so. I've been asked to respond to your inquiry on behalf of the CEO. Following your email to the company earlier today, I wish to report back that we've looked into the matter and we can confirm that the individual in question is no longer an employee with this company. I also want to ensure you that all IT software and credentials for this individual are now deactivated based on our review. Should you have any further concerns, please let me know as we treat these matters seriously and want to ensure that public sector resources are not being utilized inappropriately. Kind regards, so-and-so. Director of Human Resources. I did tell them that I wasn't, Gregory. My goodness, guys, I never expected this professional petty revenge... To have such a crazy outcome. And honestly, I think it dips into pro-revenge territory. And to think, all they had to do was realize their mistake, apologize to OP, and mom would still have a job. But you know what they say guys, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Absolutely brilliant revenge. Not Gregory. So I've had a problem neighbor for so many years. The guy would terrorize the area, he was a drug addict, and a dealer. Which is his business, but I don't make it my issue. Thus, we've always had unsavory people popping up, breaking into houses, cars, stealing packages, etc. Now I know it's got to do with him, because he had previously admitted that it was his friends doing it, and I've seen CCTV from other neighbors showing his friends damaging cars, etc. The guy has also stolen bank cards that came in the mail, and he makes the most obnoxious amount of noise and his friends almost always ring my doorbell in the dead of night, around 2 or 3 a.m. I've shouted at them so many times, and I've argued with him too. My neighbor's also been in prison multiple times for various things, including very serious crimes. So you'd think he'd keep his head low and not attract attention. You'd think. So we live in a house converted into apartments. There's four apartments and the main area downstairs to walk through is where the mail goes. The guy always leaves the main door open, which I asked him not to, so his friends can come and go. Sometimes they'd kick the door down and they would trash the area. Whenever I'd get a package and I wasn't home, the couriers would leave the package unattended in the front garden or the main area outside my door, despite me instructing them not to. My package would be stolen by my neighbor or his friends in seconds. This went on for years, and when confronted, he would deny it, but I knew it was him. The issue is, I never had any proof. I once called the police, after he wrote a note to me apologizing for his friend stealing my package, but that went nowhere. This time, I wasn't gonna let my $250 worth of stolen packages go missing. So I put up a camera in the main area. I saved the boxes from some other packaging and I placed an apple and some plastic bags in there for weight. I set them outside and within 5 minutes, they were stolen by his friend who hadn't seen the camera. So I called the police and they came over, but by the time they did, the guy left the building. They told me they would look out for him. A few weeks later, I get a call from the police about it. I also tell them that I'm absolutely certain that that guy sells hard drugs and he's been terrorizing the area. They tell me they would pay me a visit. Five days go by and at 7am, I get a call from the same officer asking me to open the door quickly and quietly. I do and she tells me to go inside but not before I see about 15 officers hiding behind a wall. I look through the peephole, and they all boot down his door, storm inside, and arrest everyone inside, as well as seize boxes of drugs. This was all caught on the camera I bought, so I sent the footage to the landlord. The police also gets in touch with the landlord, and thus my neighbor is evicted on top of it. This was a month ago. None of his mail has been picked up, and I'm getting a lot of joy out of this. The moral of the story is to keep your hands to yourself. Actually, I think the moral of the story is, if you're dealing drugs, you should probably do your best to not draw attention to yourself. Some people are just so not smart guys. So I'm not sure if this completely fits the sub, but I wasn't sure where else to put it. And I've been dying to tell someone the story. So my husband and I bought a franchise. At the time, I was working another job while my husband was taking over the business and no one in the store had met me yet. On the day before takeover, my husband, the previous owner, and the company's area manager were doing a final check and stock take in the store during business hours. I was meeting them in the store after work to go over the finals with them and to meet everyone, as I would eventually be heavily involved in the business. I should also add something important taking over the business meant that we could choose to keep the current staff on or we could choose to not to and hire new people without any legal repercussion with that the moment i walked up to the store for the first time all of the current staff had been told by the previous owner that their jobs were safe all they had to do was meet us and obviously make a good impression so with that i walk up to the front counter i smile and greet the sales team member karen I later found out that Karen had been working this particular store for about 6 years, and she had been with the brand for approximately 9 years. Karen met me with a glare and a sour look, and would you believe it, no greeting, not even a basic hello. Now, Karen did not know that I was the owner, she had no idea who I was, and for all she knew, I was a regular customer coming to buy product. I was immediately annoyed by this, but still, with a smile on my face, I introduced myself. Nothing. She continued to glare. She didn't introduce herself or even attempt to crack a smile. She still didn't say hello. I was talking directly to her at this point and I was now extremely annoyed at how rude Karen was. And working in customer service for years and having taught it as a profession, I was shocked that someone with her demeanor still even had a job. I then quite abruptly told her to let me in because I was one of the new owners and was expected to be at the meeting in the store. With a huff, she opened the door and let me through. She still couldn't even crack a smile or be remotely polite to me, which did piss me off even more because she was expecting to be kept on with us. After a few minutes of talking to my husband, I told him that the level of service would not be accepted in the store and that we would definitely not be keeping her on. My husband agreed 100% and it was decided. On my way out and as the store was closing, I said goodbye to good old Karen and casually dropped in, It was lovely to meet you today, Karen. However, we won't be keeping you on at this store, so please ensure you take all your belongings when you leave. Have a great night. Karen was visibly shocked, and the joy of watching her face drop realizing that she no longer had a job was blissful. Enjoy unemployment, Karen. So reading this post, a lot of people are arguing that OP is the Karen in this, and letting the power go to her head. But in my opinion, guys, it takes no effort to be polite. And to not even acknowledge the new owner, and to just stand there staring at her, is rude, especially when they're trying to talk to you. But guys, let me know what you think. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash petty revenge. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's satisfying stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy, crazy stories. And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, it's an r slash entitled people episode. Where a Karen thinks she owns a public swimming pool. And she attacks OP for swimming. Guys, go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.